Greetings, Body of Messiah. Mark Foley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. Hopefully, this is short. Something that Yahweh showed me this week, that first of all, in years past, I know I was totally guilty of this. And so I want to share with you what He's shown me, and it has to do with witchcraft, and it has to do with trying to make things happen that you may even need or want. And so let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Um, the book of Galatians, chapter 5. And this teaching is to help all of us so that if we get caught up in something like this, that we can catch ourselves and go back to just waiting and trusting in Yahweh. See, one of the hardest things for the flesh that's not been crucified enough yet, is that when you ask for something, when you need something, when you want something from Yahweh, whether it's, you know, a family member being saved, whether it's um, a mate, whether it's a better job, whether it's going to see family, whether it's a new car, a new home, whatever realm of life you're in, one of the hardest things to do is to wait patiently and to trust Yahweh that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. That we will listen and submit to the voice of Yahweh and just trust him. Most of the time, many of us have not done that. And because of that, we got involved in a, in a flesh level of witchcraft. And when we do that, things do not come out on the positive end. Now, if you look in Galatians 5, verse... Um, let's see, which verse? It's, it says, verse 19... Well, verse 18 says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the penalty of breaking the Torah. Okay, when you are led by Yah's Spirit, you are not under the penalty of breaking the Torah. But see, but, but when you are not under the control of Yah's Spirit, you will break the Torah. That's real simple. All right? Then it says, Now the works of the flesh are these. And um, which are clearly revealed, which are adultery, impurity, uncleanness, lustfulness, idolatry, witchcraft. You can read the rest of it, but for time's sake, we see that the works of the flesh are witchcraft. And what 
is the meaning of witchcraft. It's manipulation. It's intimidation. It's when you try to make something happen out of your soul realm, out of your flesh, out of your, your natural abilities. So when you try to make something happen out of intimidation, calling people up on the phone and calling ministries up on the phone, calling government agencies up on the phone, calling uh, different ministries, churches, whatever you want to call it, up on the phone, trying to get your need met. You are in a dangerous area of flesh witchcraft that is contrary to the works of Yah's spirit. And when you do this, you are then guilty of breaking the Torah and you will suffer the consequences. Now, just for time's sake, if you read about Saul in 1 Samuel 15, 23, he did his own thing when, when Yahweh told him through the prophet to wipe out all the people in the land, all, I think it was the, the Amalekites, am I right in that? Um, to go, yeah, verse 3, it says, Now go and you shall strike Amalek and destroy all that he has, and you shall not have pity on him, you shall not... You shall put to death all from men to women, from little one to suckling, from ox to sheep, camel to donkey. So every, and that seems tough on the natural uh, emotions to think that Yahweh said to wipe out children. Yahweh said to wipe out the animals. Yahweh said to wipe out the adults. Now, when Yahweh says to do something, he means to do it. And Samuel decided he would keep the best of the sheep, the best of the oxen, so on and so forth. And by doing so, he was subverting and putting his will above Yahweh's will. And the scripture says in verse 23, does Yahweh delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of Yahweh. Behold, obeying is better than sacrifice. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, divination, stubbornness is both iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of Yahweh, so he has rejected you from being king. So in this, what we can see and we can understand that when we force an issue, we are crossing over into witchcraft. And witchcraft is when you use intimidation factors and you can ply or, or pry on people's emotions. And what brought this up this week is I had someone call the ministry and this is the second time that they've 
wanted money. The first time, you know, my heart, I was compassionate for them and, you know, I gave to them. Then they called the second time, like a couple months later, wanting money and in between, never heard from them, never talked with them, nothing. And so that revealed to me that all they're doing is trying to get money to meet their needs. And they, they come out with a, with a emotional plea for money. Then they called this week, you know, wanting um, money and it's a good substantial amount to pay the rent. And again, they used, um, tried to, to ply or to work on my emotions to get us to give. And, and, you know, I said we weren't able to. And then they kept calling, they kept texting, they kept manipulating, they kept intimidating. See, that's all witchcraft. And see, even if you were to receive what you wanted, the end result would be negative. And I've seen this time and time again. First, let me start with an example from my own life. Now, I was in serving Yahweh. I was probably um, 19 or 20. And, you know, I was partying, party animal. And remember when the customized vans were real popular? Oh, I just had one. And a friend of mine, um, he was a car salesman. I called him to see if he could help me, you know, get a customized van. And he said, yeah. But he said, let me just, just wait for a while. Let me work on some things and I'll get back to you. Well, you know, like most flesh people, you know, I waited a little while and then I took it upon myself to make it happen. And after I took it upon myself to make it happen, um, after about three, three months, the van was repossessed. I got what I wanted. But the end result was worse than if I never would have, would have gotten it. Now, for that three months, I looked cool and I thought it was awesome. But nonetheless, it was a negative. Other people, you know, they wanted a house or they wanted to marry somebody. And, you know, you just knew that they shouldn't do it but they forced the issue. And in the end, they suffered. They got divorced or they lost the house or the house is so expensive they can't afford it. See, they got it all because they forced the issue. Now, did you know just because you make something happen that you desire or want doesn't necessarily mean it's okay with Yahweh or that it's his will. You may want to go, say, go on a vacation, go see some people or whatever the case may be. Or you may want to um, go to a ball game. You know, your favorite sport team is back home. You want to fly back home, you know, 
and you force the issue. You make it happen. You keep calling and calling and find getting people to put you up, getting people to to help you. You know, if you find you know the airline ticket or some way to get there, you know everything that's necessary. You force the issue, and then you go up there and you get sick. That reveals that you weren't supposed to be there in the first place. See, we need to discern. Remember Deuteronomy 28. If you listen to the voice of Yahweh, your Elohim, and you obey his laws and commandments, then you'll be blessed coming in and going out. Then these blessings will come upon you. See, most people have not learned to listen to their, the still small voice of Yahweh, and follow it. And they have not learned to listen and obey Yahweh and trust Him. Here, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah 17. You know, I've been, I've been so guilty of, of what I'm ministering to you so many times that it, because I'm a person that's a go-getter. I don't take no for an answer. And in some ways that's good spiritually, that you keep believing, you keep pressing in. But you can also cross over the line and you're trying to force it, you're trying to manipulate it. Like, for example, you call people and say, hey, I just want you to know that, you know, we're believing for this, that, or the other thing, and um, if you want to give, please give. See, to me, that's a form of manipulation, intimidation. All you need to do is ask Yahweh. And if it's something that He deems you need, you'll get it. If He says no, then you won't. And you need to trust that. Look in, in Jeremiah 7. And, or 17, excuse me. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. So says Yahweh, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and who makes his flesh his strength, and who turns aside his heart from Yahweh. Then it says, verse 7, Blessed is the man who trusts in Yahweh, and Yahweh is his refuge. So what that tells me is that through the arm of the flesh, you can make things happen. Through the arm of the flesh, you can make things happen. And Paul said that's witchcraft. And it is idolatry. It is stubbornness because you are being stubborn. You are not willing to submit to Yahweh's answer. And Yahweh is saying no. Or he's saying, wait. Or he's saying, just trust me. I have your back. I have your best interest at heart. Again, I think of when the disciples, Yeshua's in the grave. And they want to go to the tomb. But it was Sabbath. They didn't break the Sabbath to go to the Messiah's tomb. 
And if there was any reason for anybody to compromise the Sabbath, that would have been it. You know, taking a trip on the Sabbath is no reason. Flying to see family on the Sabbath is no reason. Going to the store to break the Sabbath on the Sabbath or to get medication unless it's an immense emergency is no reason. We are to keep the Sabbath day. We are to obey his laws and commandments. Man can force open doors if you push on them hard enough. The deception is people believe it's Yahweh when it's not, meaning they, they do something that they made happen, and then they try to say Yahweh blessed them. Nah, you blessed them. You blessed yourself. You made, you made it happen. You made a way where there seems to be no way. You called around to find a place that would loan you the money. You called around to find people that would help you get to where you need to get when you didn't have the money. You, 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 you. And see this, this might, you might not see this, you might not understand it, but you need to think about it. You can make things happen through the arm of the flesh, and that is witchcraft. And whenever you get involved in witchcraft, there's going to be a consequence that you're not going to want to deal with. And Yahweh is just protecting you. See, that's the key thing. When he says wait, when he says no, when he says just trust me, I have your back, I have your best interest at heart, he says these things because he loves you and he doesn't want you going through a negative consequence. He doesn't want you going through and experiencing the curse of the law. And you will experience it when you do not obey his laws and commandments or even his still small voice. He said that we need to listen to his still small voice. Why does it say still small voice? Because not everybody's going to hear it. Not everybody's going to picture it. Not everybody's going to receive it. But nonetheless, we need to learn to listen and trust Yahweh, that he has our best interest. And if it's not a life and death situation, you need to just wait and trust in Yahweh. Wait and trust in Yahweh. Wait and trust in Yahweh. We have to listen and wait for his voice and do nothing until he speaks. See, we have to develop, and Yahweh wants to develop that level of trust in you for him. He wants to get you to trust him that you will know that he has your back. He has your best interest 
at heart. And see, for many people, they have a hard time with that. They want it now. All they can think of is what is going on now. They're going to make an emotional decision based on their, their soul realm now. Even when they are advised to wait. Even when you give them advice, don't buy that. That's too expensive. It's going to be too much for you to handle. Or, you know, you shouldn't marry that individual. I don't know why, but you need to just wait. But then they, they make their decision and they do it anyways. And see, and that's the key. We need not have this in our life and that is we're going to do it anyways. We do whatever we want. And see, a lot of people have that. They don't even realize that they live their lifestyle doing whatever they want regardless. They're just going to do whatever they want. Doesn't matter the advice you give them. Doesn't matter the scriptures you show them. Doesn't matter the counsel you give them. They're going to do whatever they want. And when you are a person like that, that you do whatever you want, that's idolatry. That's also witchcraft. And you will suffer the consequences for it. I know, and I'm still going through learning to trust in Yahweh. Even when he says no. Like, you know, for an example. Oh, some years ago. I mean... I had the green light for us to buy a cabin in New Mexico. We even went out there. We found some cabins. And, you know, they fed our budget. We were going to rent them out, so on and so forth. And, you know, I, and for months previous, I had the green light. And when we were there, there was this one cabin I was thinking of. I wanted to do it. But something was holding me back. So I just waited. And the more I waited, the more the answer was either not yet or no. I just couldn't go through with it. And then all of a sudden, that desire totally deserted and both Linda and I both said, we no longer enjoy life on the beach like we used to. Our heart was for the mountains. Our heart was to live in a small community in the mountains. And yet it wasn't coming to pass. And so we could have just gave up. And said, well, I must not have been Yahweh's will. And that is a possibility. But another possibility is not yet. And I remember a prophetic word when we moved into the house that we moved into, that we would live there until retirement. Now, I don't know what's going to happen after retirement. But things that we thought of was 
this house will be paid in full. So maybe we'll just live here part time and just go up to the mountains for two, three months in the summer or something like that. But nonetheless, even when we want to say, well, maybe it's just not going to happen, yada, yada, that something goes off on the inside. You just need to trust. I have your best interests at heart. Now, when COVID came and they weren't allowing anybody in, we would have been stuck with that mortgage payment without any income coming in off of that property. So was that the reason? I don't know. But nonetheless, I learned through that Yahweh has our best interest. A lot of times we don't know what he saved us from. Also, during that time, there was a big fire around that community. Did he save us literally from our house burning up or even being burnt up in a fire? I don't know. But nonetheless, he has our best interests. And we have to learn how to trust Yahweh and that he has our best interests at heart. And that you have to learn how to hear his voice and submit to it. Otherwise, if you force the issue and you make things happen, you will be in witchcraft and you will suffer the consequences of it. Witchcraft is making something happen through the flesh. That's at least one part of it. When Yahweh says no, or not now, or wait and trust me, and you do it anyway, or you stay at it until you get it, or get what you want, that's flesh witchcraft, according to what Paul said. And so we have to learn that if we force or try to make something happen, instead of just trusting in Yahweh, that if he wants you to do something, he will make a way. If he wants you to be somewhere, he will make a way. And it won't be through your, your, your flesh. It won't be through you making it happen. It will be through supernatural means. It will be through him leading others to open the door without your involvement. That's Yahweh. I sometimes wonder that first house we bought in Roswell, I made that happen. And because of it, we had some negative circumstances we had to deal with when we sold it. And see, did it? I just kept forcing the issue, forcing the issue, trying to get a loan, trying to get a loan, trying to get a loan so we could get a house. And, it, and see, that wasn't Yahweh. In Deuteronomy 7, verse 4, it says, But Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that I may lay, lay, my, lay my hand on him, and then I put in parentheses, in judgment. When we don't listen and obey Yahweh, we can always expect Yahweh's judgment and discipline. 
And you can reread Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 2 about listening to his voice, obeying his commandments, and then you'll be blessed. And verse 15 says, if you disobey, you'll be cursed. So when we do not listen and trust Yahweh, we will have some circumstances that will fall under the heading of the curse. There will be a curse come upon you when you disobey. That's not always easy to realize that's what happened, that there are many things that the enemy does. But there are many things and decisions that you do, that you make happen, that opens the door up for the curse of the law to come upon you, make you sick, dry up your finances, close doors that Yahweh was in the process of closing. Why? Because you are not listening to his voice, because you are not obeying his laws and commandments, because you are compromising something he said to do or something he said not to do, and you will suffer the consequences. You and I cannot think that we can willfully disobey something Yahweh, like for example, you're wanting to buy a TV. You buy said TV, even though Yahweh said not to buy said TV. He said to wait, or he put you a check in your spirit not to do something, and you did it anyways. And on that trip, you got in a crash and you destroyed your car. You got injured. Whose fault is that? It's your own fault. Because you disobeyed, he was giving you a hesitancy on not going on a trip. Now, sometimes it's real clear when Yahweh says, you know, wait or don't do something or don't buy something. Other times you have to really have a discerning ear to hear the voice of Yahweh. And when you don't have a, voice, a discerning ear to hear the voice of Yahweh, because all your life you've just done whatever your flesh wanted to do, you're not going to have an ear to hear what thus saith Yahweh. You have to start disciplining your flesh to do what his voice and his word and his laws and commandments say to do on a consistent daily basis. And if you're weak in this area, he will keep taking you through this mountain until you get it. Until you just say, Yahweh, I trust in you. I'm just going to wait and wait patiently, wait in faith. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you that you have my back. And if your answer is no, it's no. If your answer is wait, then I'll wait. And I ask for your help in doing this. And so I pray that this teaching helps you understand some things about listening to the voice of Yahweh, submitting to the voice of Yahweh, obeying the voice of Yahweh, and that he has your best interest at heart. 
He wants to keep you from the accident. He wants to keep you from the infirmity. He wants to keep you from the sickness. He wants to keep you from being guilty of witchcraft. He wants to keep you from breaking his Torah. He wants to keep you from breaking his laws and commandments. He wants to keep you in peace. He wants to keep you from being part of paganism, being part of being under pagan structures. He wants to keep you from having your heart broken. You know, there's times that it's real evident when you look back and when you're single and you could see that the Most High was trying to keep you from dating that individual or getting involved in that individual or going to work at that place. But you missed it. And because of this, your heart is broken. Because of this, you sinned. Because of this, you broke His laws and commandments. Because of this, you may be in great financial debt because you just did what you wanted to do. That happened to me when I bought a motorcycle when I lived in Roswell, New Mexico. I did what I wanted to do. It wasn't a wise decision. People told me not to do it, but I did it anyways. I thought I knew better. I thought, what do they know? So anyways, I pray this helps you. Again, this is not to condemn anybody, but this is to help you and your, in your walk with Yahweh, in your walk in the Torah, to obey Torah, to obey His laws and commandments, and to learn to listen to His voice. Have I perfected this? No. Am I sinless in this? No. But nonetheless, I have seen some things this week that I did not see before. And so I wanted to share it with you so that any meat in it, anything in it that can help you, I pray it helps you. So until the next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you. And Father, any way, any one of us have been coming up short in listening to your voice, trusting your voice, knowing that you have our best interests at, at hand. Knowing that you are just wanting us to trust you. Yahweh, we ask you to forgive us and we seek to trust you with all of our heart. And we know that you will make a way where there seems to be no way. You will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And so, Father, we trust you. Father, we worship you. And we thank you for cleansing us of all unrighteousness. Until next time, shalom, shalom.